good morning good afternoon good evening based on your time zones so i am hoping everyone is doing good and for this week this is going to be the so let's just go ahead and get a start with the our domain three which is keep going on from the last few days so today will be the fifth day of the offensive security and this is the day 19 agenda which is going to be the year yeah oh. so before this uh, there is going to be our agenda that is going to be the privilege escalation method covering tracks by clearing locks you know all these things means in simple if two part i have to divide it it is going to be the what is privilege escalation and one part is cover your track okay so actually that it is just the addition to the what we were learning till yesterday right so we were first learning the few steps so we started with first of all this week with the what is pen testing right try to understand that what is it you know there the whole theory behind it then on day two we go ahead and we talked a bit more about here after the pen testing we were talking about the information gathering reconnaissance how to do that you know all these kind of a thing then there was mostly the day which we were talking about the after information gathering how to do the scanning then yesterday we were dealing with your uh, you know enumeration part how to do the enumerate and then you know getting the you know use the exploit and the you know getting the access of your system so in this whole series you know we have done the exploit and then there will be something which is called your privilege escalation then there is going to be the something like your cover your tracks right so all this is kind of you know included in one we have tried to divide it you know, a day by day agenda over here but this will be wholly a completion so it is two topics that is there and you know these topics they are not going to be very lengthy ones so you know simply we will be going and as i was saying today is going to be a bit of the you know we'll be having because these uh, topics are small so your session might be a bit smaller as compared to the other days today okay now today we will be going ahead and first thing is privilege escalation so what is privilege escalation so this is the simply the you know the definitions of privilege escalation so in the diagram as well if you will see someone here is going to be with the name of your let's say you know one user for ajay we created here the you know an account so you know ajay when you will be going or working in the organization the user ajay or if i will be talking about unless you are some admin or even the admin some are different admins they have the different different accesses as well right so they will have some different permissions different set of permissions they can't perform everything that is in there right so there is some limitation to what they can do okay so just say for example if i will be going ahead with the you know one example here let's say there is a file okay so who can read it who can write it okay that is the permission a simplest permission not everyone will be allowed to read a file not everyone will be allowed to go ahead and delete a file as well not everyone will be allowed to copy that file so you know different people different role different privileges even who can write a script who can simply you know delete a script these kind of a things you will be doing on all these parts okay so this is something that you might be dealing with on the different different scenarios over there now when we are talking about these things 
the attacker, let's say for example, attacker is here is, you know, when they were exploiting, they got the access as some normal user who doesn't have that much of a higher privileges. Now what they want to do, they want to all the way try to become a root user or a super admin user in any account. So this will be called escalating your privileges. So whatever initial privileges you were getting, you want to change them and you want to become, uh, you know, more and more aggressive user who will have more permission, can control whole system because it has its own advantages, right? This is something that what we want to do. So as I was telling you that today is going to be the whole compilation of what you have learned so far. Okay, now here we will be talking about the privilege escalation. It referred to the act of gaining increased level of access or privileges on a computer system or network beyond what is initially granted to a user. Right? This is what I was talking about. Then there is going to be the this can be achieved through the different means such as exploiting vulnerability in system or using the social engineering tricks tactics you know to you know just simply trick those authorized user into revealing some sensitive information that can help you to become the your super admin user that is going to be in there so simply we become you know yeah someone that like you know become the more powerful means you know just like a king we want to rule over everything so this is our motive behind the privilege escalation over here. Now, if I'm talking about the types of your privilege escalation, there are going to be the two types of privilege escalation, vertical and horizontal. So what happened like here, we have given an example that there was one user, Mary. So Mary, for example, you know, if you you are familiar with the bit of the basics of, of Linux, you'll be familiar when I'm writing the ID. So, you know, if I'm writing 1000, 1000 mean this user is not a root user. What is the user ID of a root user? Zero, user ID zero, group ID zero, okay? Then if, you know, just like root, root are usually in the Linux, you'll be finding. Similar to this in Windows, we have the administrator. So what is the user ID of the administrator? UID. Alice. Alice was the attacker. So what Alice did, Alice goes ahead and get the access on the system, but Alice got the access as the Mary, right? So Alice is hacking into the Mary's account. So, you know, all the permission that attacker will be having at this point is going to be all related to the permission given to this 1000 Mary. Now, Attacker want to escalate it. Attacker was trying to exploit some running some local execution tools, some finding some vulnerability, and attacker got stuck another account, but that account was for the Peter. Peter is still not a particular, you know, your admin user. He is having some ID like, you know, your 41. Right? 41, something like that. So Peter is also not the your admin user. So when you would have two user who is not the admin user, what you are going to do? Again, it might be, you know, your Peter could be having the different different permissions as well. So in this particular case, what is going to happen? You know, again, attacker, they are going to be. Okay, so we were talking about the escalation. So 
first you were getting the access as the Mary, which was having the ID 1000. So you try and you try to go with the Peter. Peter was having the ID like 41, having the different set of privileges, permission. And then using, let's say, for example, Peter's account or Mary's account, you again try to do hack and just try to give you the more and more permission yourself. Then you get yourself access as the administrator or root. Okay. Now, when you were trying to go and, you know, get the access of another account and you got the Peter's account, that is going to be called your horizontal privilege escalation. And when you got the root, so that is going to be called your vertical privilege escalation over here. Right? So there are generally two types of privilege escalation, horizontal and vertical. Vertical privilege escalation in this type of privilege escalation, an attacker or an authorized user, it gained the higher privileges or access level than what they were initially authorized for. Right? So this is something that what people they will be doing over here. Now, horizontal in this type of privilege escalation, an attacker or unauthorized user gain the same level of access as another user or entity, but to a different resource or to a different system. Means just a different set of permissions for that user it is going to be in there. Right? So this is the two different kind of the privilege escalation that is going to be in here, right? Now, you know, if I'll be going ahead, it will be all about gaining access to a root user by exploiting a vulnerability. So in these screenshots, you'll be saying enumerating the particular target, you enumerate it, you know, they are enumerating here in the screenshot, you know, you are looking for VSFTPD 2.3.4. So yesterday I have already shown you this thing in advance, right? that you search for the VSFTPD to check for the any exploit. Then you go ahead and then you use that exploit and then you got the shell with the root access and you can check that over here that whether you are the root or not. Okay, so this thing again, if I will take you back to the Kali machine. Okay, so if you remember. Okay. Too fast? Uh, okay, so that was fast. Why? Because yesterday we have seen the same thing over there, right? So this is going to be the same part. Again, if you want to take me back over, you, over to the slide, you know, this is the same thing that what we were doing yesterday. If you will see, this is what we have done yesterday as well. We were having the Metasploit as the target. We search for the VSFTPD backdoor over there. Then we search for the exploit, okay? And then we use that exploit and then we get the shell access. So all this thing practically because I'm about to show you. That's why I was taking, you know, fasting it to shoot. Okay, I was you know, uh, shooting that fast. Okay, why? So first of all, if you remember, I created a particular uh, in the desktop, then if I will do the LS, you will see three files were there. So and map scan FTPNM. So if I will read that FTPNM file. So if you remember yesterday, that's why I was saying that all these things are you know, connected. So since yesterday I was preparing you all of you guys for today's session, right? So that's why you will be seeing that, you know, I was coming together all the one. So yesterday, till yesterday you will see the complete two hour session without break I was having. Why? Because, you know, we can come to this finale, which is we are having today. 
So here we are having this anonymous FTP login, which is allowed. After that, there was VSFTPT backdoor one, which was saying that you will be getting the access over here. Now to use this one, if you remember what I need to do was I was going ahead and I was starting the Metasploit framework. Right, so we will launch Metasploit framework first. So it will be setting up its uh, you know, uh, database and all other things over here. So this is going to be the you know, one part. And uh, I think size is enough. And for now, yeah, let me make it full screen. Okay, so this was my Metasploit framework and we are going to go ahead and we are going to use this uh, you know, knowledge over here right now. Now, what I will do is, uh, you know, let's just go ahead and run something like here first of all. Okay, we were going to search for what? VSFT PD. Okay, I will, I'm just searching for this line. You will see I'm getting something like VSFT PD. 234 backdoor, right? So this is the one exploit and we have used it already yesterday. So simple what I have to do use zero. Enter and if you remember I was showing you this that no payload was configured and it is going to be defaulting to the command CMD Unix and interact then. What we were doing we will be going ahead and we will be simply typing the you know your show options. In the show options, we need to set up the R host. So we will do something like this set R hosts. And uh, oh, sorry, the value we haven't given set R host 192.168.20.149 was the metasploitable tool. Right now, when this is enabled, I will go ahead and surely I will be doing something like your. You know, again, I can check whether the you know with the show options whether my R host is set or not, and then simply I was pressing the command like run. So hopefully my metasploitable machine didn't die. Oh, good, it didn't die. So here I can have the shell connection over here. So it is saying that command shell one connection open. So one thing that I can do, I can simply search for commands like who am I, which will be saying using which permission which users permission you are logged in you can see root okay so this is directly giving you the root access this exploit over here you will be saying okay uh, what is my id you will already seeing uid 0 this is something that i was asking about uid 0 for root group id 0 for root then we are going to go ahead or you can just open a shell connection as well so shell and it will be trying to add some interactive cell for us. Let's see where how successful it is. Okay. Okay, no. Okay, it is not giving us this slash bin slash bash. Let me try to generate it by myself. Okay, when I run this thing, it is telling me I'm the root at the metasploitable itself. So I can check it out. I can, you know, see these kind of a thing and I can simply say exit this one, exit the cell connection. Exit. 
and exit okay so here you can see uh, we are having that shell connection and i was the root account so directly from here you can become the root at any point okay and i could have used this one okay or this one or any other one like i don't know uh, you know yesterday we were talking about the uh, that irc one so we can use that one as well if you want to use that one hey there was uh, your ircd unreal ircd backdoor that was there okay so i was telling you that you can use the your any of the command right so here what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna go ahead and okay let later when we'll be on the clear track so there we can use those things or here as well so it's just up to us so like here i can try to open a shell connection with the unreal ircd so let me do the search unreal ircd and see there is going to be that one unreal ircd backdoor that is there again i can do something like use zero and this time the difference was i was not getting that you know shell found and you know then that kind of a whole warning so this time for this one if you remember i was doing this show payload enter and anyone i can use okay i can use this uh you know reverse ruby i can use the cmd unix you know reverse anything so i will be going with the you know uh set payload to your five okay with this show the options over here now once i will be going with the show options here directly i can do the something like your r host and with the r host i am the you know, i haven't set r host or l host any of these things so set l hosts and that is going to be my kali machines ip address okay 192.168.20.133 so yesterday i was telling you l means localhost means the machine which is doing the attack then there is going to be the something like your r host remote host so remote host is going to be my target oh no target is 149 okay so i will be doing this thing again i can check the options so with the show options so here you can see localhost is set target is set and simply i need to type the run and this time command shell session 2 is open again i can check who am i you are the root id of a root is you know uid 0 group id 0 and then again either you can run the shell or you know try to get yourself like slash bin slash bash which will be spawning a bash shell okay it did not work so first of all i will go with the shell command try to get a more interactive shell then either i can wait or i can simply type slash bin slash bash or uh, not the very interactive one i will say here you will see this time i am getting the your more interactive and it is telling me where i am right now as well so this kind of a thing we can simply perform and you know with this one directly i am getting some of the your you know cell connection directly now i will be showing you a few more examples of doing the privilege escalation so for that what i have done i am having if i will go and come out of this screen 
there is another machine. So I will not show you that how I am going to hack this or anything. So this is the academic, which is a web application based your machine. So you know how to find vulnerability in the web application then from there uploading the reverse shell and getting the connection all that kind of thing we will be doing over here with the academic right so for that what i have already done is i have already gone ahead and uploaded the shell and everything over there i need to just go ahead and make a connection over there so this part because this will be again used later on so i will leave it like this for a few minutes okay and come back over here so by that machine again you can do the simply in a new your new shell you can go ahead and you can simply run the ARP scan. Like this, you'll be finding out apart from the 149, 137 is a particular your machine over here that is running. So you can run a script, all those steps that we have just discussed yesterday, day before that, you can perform them. After that, you will be come to the conclusion that this is a you know your uh, what I would say. Uh, this is going to be your web application based machine which we need to solve. So if you'll be looking for that one, this is going to be this machine, and from here you have to go and try to find the whole, you know. A way. So what in this machine I have done, if I will give you the overview of it, I have first gone ahead, try to find vulnerability in the web application. Through that, I got the admin access. Then I enabled some of the, you know, options over there. And then I got the option to go ahead and directly upload something like a, your uh, reverse shell in this machine. So that reverse shell will be, you know, uh, in here and it will be running on a specific URL. So I will be going ahead and first of all, just give me a second. Let me just simply have that whole URL working like this. Okay, I will put it on the new. Okay, I will put it on this URL. Uh, okay, here, here, right? I have changed the URL if you will notice this one, but before I start running this one, I need to make sure that the reverse shell that I am running right now, it is going to connect me on the port number, my target machine or my, my sorry, attacker's machine on the port number 1234. So what I will do, I will use netcat, okay? So that part to uploading reverse shell or everything, that's not our concern for the day. Okay, so if someone want to practice, you can practice the different steps late, you know, by yourself. Here we are focused on the privilege escalation right now. So what I have done, I have gone ahead and I have already, you know, make all the changes and everything. So here I'm going to go ahead and I am going to get something like netcat and I will be listening to the your incoming connection over here. Oh, sorry. With the P, I need to provide the port number one, two, three, four. At this port, I will be listening for any incoming connection. Then I will go back and run this URL. So when I will be running this one, you'll be finding out that if I will go back, you will see I was listening to this 
and one machine which is 137 it connected which is with the name linux academic it come here and it is connected over here and opening this connection over here so i can go and do something like who am i so it is telling you that you are the apache over here if you are the apache what is your id this is going to be your id now guys whatever i am doing it will be requiring bit of the knowledge of your linux with that bit of the knowledge of having something like you know experience in the if you are hosting the web application in which directory it is usually get deployed and all those kind of a basic knowledge as well right so right now you can see your user id is 48 you are not a root user so if i will do a present working directory so i'm in the root right now and if i will do ls hyphen l list over here there is going to be this root directory where if I will try to change directory and go to this root. So it will directly say permission denied. Why? Because as a user, I don't have permission to go to this root directory over here. Now my task will be, okay, somehow I can go ahead and find the, you know, higher account over here. So what I will do, I will be searching for the something like you name. Uh, okay, I will type a command first of all, you name hyphen a and enter this is going to be the linux academic rtb1 which is running on this ip address 2.6.31.5 right on this one it is specifically running so what we are going to do we are gonna go ahead and we are going to let me just show you one thing so this is the version 2.631.5 right so this is the linux version so I will look that is there any kernel exploit or in the any exploit in the database through which I can take advantage. Okay, so for that what you can do you can simply go again back to the you know here the browser and first of all you are here and I can simply search for something uh, where it is in this one, right? So Linux version is what? Something like this. Okay. If you want to copy the whole thing, it will be directly giving you everything. So that's why I don't want it to copy the whole thing. But again, if you can search here, you can go uh, this one and the kernel exploit in the what exploit DB. Or you can generally search as well. Exploit DB will be first one which will be popping you or giving you some results. So here it is. Like in ExploitDB is a website where you will be finding out, you know, it is hosted by the Rapid7 itself. So you'll be seeing here, it is a collection of your whole, uh, you know, different, your exploit itself, right? There is going to be this, so you can download this. You have one option to download this thing. Then this is the ID of my particular exploit over here for this version of the Linux. So I'm having this thing. Now what I can do, uh, you know, one thing is that you can directly go ahead and try to go and you know, this is the our prop, you know, uh, particular, whatever you can say, uh, exploit. So if you will see here, read about this one, so you can see it is a C type of a file. Okay, so what I can do, I can go here, go back. So I have this name of the exploit now. 
So what I can do one more thing either I can download it from here and another benefit of your having that Metasploit framework installed in the system. So when you install Metasploit framework when you When you install Metasploit framework With the Metasploit framework one more command line utility also install right command line utility Utility it also uh, got installed and with the name search exploit Which is going to be what is happening with the MSF and exploit database also got installed So where you will be seeing all of your exploits pre-written pre-written or you know pre uh, or already existing in your system so what I'm going to do is in another tab here I will in my desktop I will go to my desktop okay there is going to be a directory with the name oops heck okay now in this directory I am gonna go ahead and I am going to uh, you know simply just just a minute before I will show you anything uh, there is already the file so what I am going to do let me just remove this and clear this thing okay just give me a sec or okay so if you will see in this directory I am having only one file with the name PHP reversal.php now what I will do I will go with this search exploit and what was the your name like this I will search for this exploit over here so with the search exploit command I give that number ID and now I will know that this uh, exploit name is this 15285.c right so this is the one thing now what I need to do is uh, this is in the exploit database if you will see its path its path is this completely so first I need to download this so what I will do I will be going in here uh, this place uh, so first of all I want to copy this whole thing I want to copy this file so its path is this so I have to copy this and then this file okay then space now you have to give the whole path where you want to give this one slash root you know I could I could use shortcut but for those people who don't know shortcuts, so I'll be going with the long long way slash root slash desktop slash hack and in this folder where I am right now I'm saying copy this exploit in here okay now ls hyphen l so you can see I am having two both files over here PHP reversal and 15285 reversal I already uploaded right so we haven't gone to this part and now what I'm going to do I need to upload this file so for that what I'm going to do is I will be going back to the academic website okay so I will be going to the academic over here and 192.168.20.137 okay this was the one here I will be going on to this part and I will be going to the admin portal over here and I already know the you know username and password over here for this machine 
I'm already in there. So in this part, I will be going on to the upload option, browse the file and upload this kernel exploit over here. Okay. And yeah, you know, it might be, you know, when I'll be doing this, it might get bit. Okay, it is saying the type C file is not allowed. So I need to go there and in these, you know, options, I need to change few things like this that allow C type of file to update. Then come back again, browse, select and upload the file, right? So this telling me a whole reference that where it is uploaded, right? This file is where it is uploaded over here. So I will keep in this thing in mind and I will come back to this place. Now, those people who haven't worked with this, you know, okay. So the simple question will be, whenever you are uploading a file and you know you're hosting Apache server, where it is usually got uploaded, Okay, so I think if you are familiar with this folder var this directory, right? So we have to go where CD var. Okay, so we will be in there. I can check where I am right now. I am in the var folder slash to be a R. Now I can try to go on to the CD your after var. If I will do LS, there will be a www file. Okay, so I uploaded this file. It is going on to this location slash academic RTB WP content. So where will be the path for this in the Apache server because we are running with the Apache. So in var and then there will be this www CD. www. Okay, and if I will do again the LS over here, so there is going to be the HTML, right? So CD H ML this folder and then you do the LS. There is this academic RTB one which we were seeing in the message that it is uploaded here in this location. So I will do what I will be simply switching till this point to this directory. Okay, uh, I will go here to my machine and CD to this folder directly. Oh, uh, there is something, nothing like this one. No, there should be. Okay, you can see it is not very interactive shell. My arrows are not working. So CD slash Okay. Mm. Okay, only up to the uh -huh -huh. Okay, as you can see, we're not a very in you know uh interactive path. So here we will go. Up arrows are not working. Okay, look like I need to copy this one by one CD. Academic. RTB one. Okay, then if you do the LS, there will be this WP content which we are looking for. So what I will do, I will be going here and going with this something like this control shift C. Control V. Oh, again, I forgot up arrow and down arrows are not working in this cell because it's not very interactive one. So here CD to WP content. And if I will do LS here, you can see this is my file. 15285, which I uploaded on my 
target okay linux file permissions different different permissions you know that is going to be here like what is owner user group others permission right you know like read write execute what are these things so this link i am just pasting here first of all this Kali Linux command basic commands and all these ones so yes so you know some of the basic command copy cat cd mir you know rm why to use this thing how to use this thing this is going to be in there now there is going to be the one with the permission which i you know personally use a lot of time okay uh, another one just a minute uh where is that link i need to check my bookmark just give me a sec and it is in the very simple and easy language this one okay here user group others read write permission okay so you need to understand read is given like you know here if you will come to this point read write execute permission r represent read w represent write x represent execute here first part is user second for the group then for the others and then even you know these things has the numbers as well like write two read four and read write oh sorry an execute will be having the your one so if you have to give someone the read write execute like this rwx you know so instead of that you can directly give that person seven as well and how to use this so there will be the use of the chmod modifying the permissions okay so you can use commands like chmod as well to changing the permissions modifying the permissions or you know a ch own for changing the ownership so this is another very good of the my personal favorite website so you know for those people this will be one thing why i'm showing you this thing is because i am about to use uh, some commands and those people who are not familiar you know they might feel bit overwhelmed at this particular point that's why i am showing you this all thing in the very simplest possible way where you can read these things out okay now i will go back here so i was having this 15285.c it is a c file so let me create an object out of it okay so if you are familiar to run this c program i will be using gcc command then file name 15285.c and its output like you know in windows if you have seen we create an exe file an object we will be creating that with the hyphen o command and give it the name exploit okay if i will do ls now you will see a file with the name exploit so this is my exploit which i need to run just like you know exe file you double click and it run it is similar to that now i need to run this thing and for this thing i need to modify it permission i need to give it the execute permission so i can give it like you know there is a command chmod plus x execute permission to this file and write exploit a file name okay so we give the execute permission to this one now i will do something like dot slash and file name exploit okay and enter now i don't need to undo anything i don't want to write my own code so if you know this is a method of kernel exploit right i know which kernel my 
Linux was running and I exploit it and it is I found pre-written query. So if someone wants to write the, you know, uh, the whole code by yourself, that is also the path, right? Finding the weaknesses and doing it. That is just up to you. So I did this. It triggered and it ran. Now simple again, I will do who am I? This time you will see you are a root. What is my ID? UID zero. So if you remember, we started with somewhere where you were just the Apache server and your ID was 48. Right group ID was 489. You're not part of this and now I'm logged in as the root user over here. Okay, so I will try to generate the. Hmm, didn't work right. I tried to generate the bash shell. It didn't work, but now I know I am the root user so I can try that. So remember when I was on the file system and I was doing something like this that I was trying to go inside this root folder. It was saying not allowed. Now I will try to go in here CD root and then do the LS hyphen L and enter. Then you will see what you have the file content over here. Even you can check present working directory. You are the root. Okay, so this is going to be the one part which you can always use, right? So this is what you know you can find for the kernel exploit. You can go search and you know do the privilege escalation by yourself. So this is one way of doing your you know things as well, doing the privilege escalation here. So I was a non you know your I would say a user who was not having the root permission and now I become the root user over here. So this is the one thing that I'm doing and I'm happy with it. So I will do what? I will type exit. Okay. Back. Not working. So exit. Hyphen Y. Not so yeah, I look like I have need to go with the exit again. And I'm back. Right, great. So I'm out of it. And this is why, you know, what I did, I completed the privilege escalation here. So just I wanted to show you the idea. First, I was thinking that, okay, let's just tell the theory because, you know, then it will be taking a lot of time. But yes, it's good. Okay, that we have seen this thing. Okay, so what we did in here, because we were having, you know, already I have uploaded the shell and everything. Everything was in place. I already got the username, password, and everything. Right. So, what I did was first of all, I initiated a connection, listening to an incoming connection from my target machine. I started that, and my machine connected with it. So, this is the privilege escalation is after that. Means initial uh, your exploitation or initial access was completed. Then, when I got the access of the my target machine, I found out that I am in the Linux academic. When I did the who am I, I come to know I am not a root user. I am an Apache user. So what I did again, I run the ID. I check double cross it, you know, uh, double check it. Then I was the 48. I am not a root user. I am a simply non root user. So what I did, I try to, you know, uh, check the present working directory with this one as well. That what it is. You will see it is the your this one. So what I did, I try to go to the root. I found out because I was Apache. So user. It didn't allow me. Then there is going to be the your uname hyphen A. Okay, command. You run the uname hyphen A command, then there is the Linux Academic RTB1. And in this one, you start running this whole command. 
right? So you start running Linux Academic RTP1. You start having this, uh, you know, I found out this is my version, right, of Linux. So I go to the Google over here and I try to search exploit, kernel exploit. So I got to the exploit database. There it was saying that 15285, one exploit is there. So I can download it either from here or because it is part of exploit database, which is maintained by the Rapid7, that means it is already going to have the, you know, pre-installed might be. This is already there in your, you know, search exploit, which is command line utility of Metasploit framework. So I go back, I search for that, okay, in the, this one. Right with the search exploit 15285, I noticed the number already. Right, that what was the number? That was the 15285. I searched for this in my there, so I found its path that this is the one. So I copied it with in which directory I was having. Once I was having it, I uploaded it. Okay, through the that portal that I was getting option. Right, I uploaded it and it was telling me that it is in the academic RTB one. So what I did again, I said, okay, that's good. So I go back to my root channel with the my root. What I did, I go ahead and I simply go to first because it is hosted in Apache and it is uploaded. So all that directory will be hosted in the var. Your first I go to the var, then I go to the your www var www and HTML directory. Inside the HTML, this path was existing. Academic WP content. So I reach out there. Once I reach there, I saw there was 15285.c already. So first I create an you know, uh, object out of it, an exploit, uh, you know, exe kind of a file I created. So I created an object of this program, which was the exploit. So after this, I go ahead and I give permission of execute to exploit so that it can execute. Then I use the command dot slash exploit and it run. And once it run, I don't need to do anything. I instantly become once it finished functioning, I become the root user. So I simply run who am I? I was a root ID, you know, zero. And then there is your hole. I was again try to go to the root directory and this time I was allowed and I can see the file inside because I am a root user. And after that, I just simply exited the interface. And this is what we have done. And I completed the my privilege escalation over here. Right, so this is just the bit of a glimpse that what can be done in your privilege escalation, right? One way. Another way is you can write the your, you know whole query, but that will that was you know first I was going with that way, but it was very very time taking. All two hours would have been invested in this one explaining different things, so I choose this you know kernel exploit method. So if you want to write your own. You can write that one as well. That's just up to you. Okay, so this is something that what we have done. So I think this one is completed task of this. Oh, IRC Metasploit. Oh, no, no, not this one. This is still reusable. So let me close this one. And yep, close the browser as well in here. Close all tabs. And yeah, there is going to be the two directories only now. Okay, so this is one thing. So one thing we have done. Now let's just go back to our presentation. So although I was trying to end today's session a bit earlier, but look like we'll be having the normal time. Okay, so let's just go ahead. Now this was the privilege escalation which we were talking about. Next thing is going to be the 
exploiting the window XP using the eternal blue over here. So what we will do, let's just go ahead and jump into the your virtual machine again. Okay, so one more thing we will be doing here. Uh, first, let me close the academic RTB one. This machine as well, meta exploitable tool, let it run because yeah, I have to do a few things over here. Uh, let me open the window XP. This is the one very small machine it is going to be. So I'll be showing you the few simplest thing that can be possible with the you know window XP over here. So we'll be going with that. Uh, just waiting for this to finish. Okay, so this here is directly showing me the account. So I think traditional practice we have to do. Okay, so what we have to do with uh, ARP scan, we were doing the ARP scan here, right? Yeah, yeah. ARP scan. So we were running the ARP scan over here. Now, once you was doing this thing, so this 136 is the window XP machine for me. Now what you have to do, you will be going ahead and you will be working with the whole whole scenario over there. So again, either I can run the whole end map and everything that you know you have learned from the last few days, you will be running those commands itself. So I will be using this and map. Okay. Hyphen hyphen. Uh, rather than that, hyphen s s. Hyphen. Okay. And not in this folder. Let me just go there. Cd. Dot dot. And. Um, there is an XP last one, so I will going to the. XP folder so that if I need to install or download anything so that should be in here and any other file if you want to delete it from here you can do that am I having anyone okay for our benefit itself if you will see already enum is here enumeration is already here and XP scan both result is here okay but again I want to show you something so nmap hyphen ss or you know then hyphen p hyphen all ports you will be going with hyphen sv version scan then your hyphen o for operating system scan and we can do something like 192.168.20.136 over here and you can run this one okay here it is so it will be running and it will be taking its time okay so we you know we will be waiting for this and it will be giving us the some ports which we can use later on okay great so it run it is telling me that 135 139 445 all these are open so what we can do we can use any one of these so there is you know net bios is running means samba 139 445 is indicating samba service is going to run onto this one so what i will be looking for first of all i will be looking for the something like your script so same thing locate and map slash scripts and then from there i just want to grab the samba ones so smb ones okay so these are all samba related vulnerability lot of vulnerability right here that is going to be in there okay so you know uh, okay a few messages that i am getting like parrot os 
default password. Default is actually root tour. If I am correct, root is pass uh, username. Tour is the password. If it will not work, that means you might have used the one which is you know uh, which might be set by you, right? Root and tour means reverse of root, just like that. Okay, root is username. Reverse of that means tour is going to be password. Okay, now I was searching for the Samba. So SMB one. So what I will do, I will check it against all these vulnerability VULN rather than you know each one by one. What I will do, I will be simply running nmap hyphen hyphen. Oh, first you know what we need to do. We need to mention the on which port you want to run this one. So let's just run it on the your port number 139. Okay, first we run on this one port number 139 hyphen hyphen script. Then I will be giving this initiate initial here till this one only. Let me check copy. Paste and asterisk all related to this one and then target. This one right and you can run this one. So here you can see a heap of results over here. Lot of the vulnerabilities are there like CV 291. Okay, SMB MS 08067. So usually I use this one to exploit itself, right? Let's use this one, but let's just see something different. Now MS 1054. Hmm. Okay, it is called Eternal Blue, Eternal Sunshine, Eternal Champion, Eternal Romance, which was used in the WannaCry ransomware itself. Okay. So, you know, Monday we are talking about the malware, but some demonstration you can see here as well that how it is giving you the access. So here MS 17010. So what we have to do, we have to use this one. So now what I will do, I will open MSF console here again. Okay, so it started. I will be searching for search. MS. What was our zero? Uh, Something like this. Okay, so here lot of related one is there. So what I can do, I can make it more refined. I think it was written like this. Okay, so we can have exactly how it was written. Okay, MS one seven hyphen one. 010. Okay, I think this is the same thing. Right. So here you can see a lot of just there are some auxiliaries and then there is the exploit. Like one is eternal blue, then there is eternal blue eight. Right. So which one you want to use? So you can go and check option in everyone. So you can simply go, you can go ahead and you can check for the you know uh, your first one that go there and use the you know, uh, which one. Not the window 8 one, obviously. This is the one eternal blue which is going on. So you can check this one out over here that use this one. 
Ah, this is the auxiliary, so we are finding more. There is MS one seven zero one zero, you know, here as well. Samba one seven zero one zero, so we can use this one. Then there is this PSEXE, you know, executive orders, your con as well. So different different ones are there, right? So you can use first of all this first one means two, right? So you can check them out one by one. So use the two okay so no configurable setter but it is set to this one i can go ahead and check this something like show options so what i need to do there this is just up to me so i can go and check i need to set the your our host then it is you know, asking for if you have the you know samba user samba password you can have that as well you can provide that as well okay i will go back from here then I will go with the another one. Uh, again, I have to do the search. This time I'm going to go and use the this one, fourth one. So use four. OK, so this one is going to be in there. Now in this one, again, I will go with the show options here. So you will see again here is the same thing. It will be asking for the R host. Somewhere with the R port, you know, R host also, and then L host as well. So, oh, L host is already set. That's a good thing. So, only the your R host I need to set. So, set R host, and there is going to be the 192.168.20.136. This is the one, right? So we go with this one that we have set over here. Now simply we have to do is type the run command. Hopefully it is running, working properly because sometime this one uh, connection is refused by the remote host. Okay. So I have to check for the sessions. Any session? No active session means connection was totally refused. Uh, so this is the actually this problem with this machine. So sometime I need to restart it. So again, I will be restarting this one. And then it should be providing me the password over here. Okay, so if you will be seeing that PSEXE process, you know, your executables, I use this one because it is 32 bit because this window XP is 32 bit. I need some compatible one with this one. So if my target was something like Windows 7, that eternal blue one would have worked properly. But with the 32 bit, this one, PSEXE, it worked much better. So that's why we'll be having something like this over here using this one. So I'm here and again, I will try to run the commands like run and this time successfully I created a connection and I am having the metapretor shell open here. Okay, now. First of all, I will be doing like, you know, things doing like. Uh, I will say. Get UID user ID over here. So user ID and it is saying anti authoritative system. You are logged in as that. Then I will say. System information. Give me the sysinfo that which system I'm logged in right now. So it is saying that you are logged in into the your windows over here. So once we are in here, what we did need did need to do next. One more thing I will be showing you. Bit additional thing out of the you know, context of whole thing. 
there is a command like hash dump. If I will run this thing, so if you guys are familiar that Windows, it keeps the password safe in the SAM directory. Okay, SAM folder. So from there, it goes ahead and it grab these particular your username and password and how it is a store. It is a store like the username. Then user ID. Then your. LM hash and then your NTLM hash. Right like this. Usually when your password is less than 14, it will be stored as the LM hash when your password is more than you know 14 it will be stored as the NTLMS and usually passwords are less than you know people keep them less than 14 so this is there so this is the whole dump this is the your username and hashes of what these are the passwords okay these are the hash of the passwords that you are seeing here so if you remember earlier again I was asking you that what is the your what is the UID for the administrator so you can see here 500. Okay, so this is my username. These are my passwords. So if I will go to my window XP, which one I am using, I'm using this student account. So I will go back and check for the student. So this is going to be my LM hash this part. So if I will copy this whole thing, you know, this is the student. It's ID. It's LM hash till another here. Okay, so let me copy this. First and then this is the NTLM hash. So now what I can do online, I can go and online I can check something like your LM hash cracker, right? Okay, online LM hash cracking engine. So we will be going here in this part, we will be inserting the hash. Okay, let it load first. Now let me increase the size of this as well and click on submit. Now, uh, okay, something new it is saying. Okay, did I change the password over here? Not in the oh, my bad. I have copied the NTLM hash. Okay, I will go in here and again check my. Okay, check my uh, password. So it's still unknown. Yes, go back, paste it over here, and click on submit. Now you will see my password is this. Okay, you know, first seven word is this, and last another seven will be here. So first seven is this P A capital S O dollar dollar P A dollar dollar W O R D, right? So I will be using this thing jumping into the your machines over here and in here I need to enter the password that was the password and enter and I will be in my machine over here. Okay, so this is going to be the you know window XP over here. Now why I was showing you this thing is because next thing is going to be related to this one. Exploiting the window XP using the your. Eternal blue, so this is what we already done. So, you know, all these screenshots that I have put over here. So rather than those showing you the those screenshots, you know, I just simply go ahead 
and reach out to the part where we are using this thing. Now, from there, we will be jumping into the covering your tracks. So I'll be using this and that Metasploitable connection that already I am having to show you the some of the things that can be done with the covering your tracks or which, can, which we can see clearing your tracks as well. So here we have written the very, I have written the very simple language that why we need or to use the clear your tracks. So covering your tracks or we can say clearing your track is the last stage of the, you know, our pen testing methodology itself. So all your, you know, pen tester attackers, you know, because we are talking about the white hat, white hat hacking, okay, with the permissions, we are the pen testers, okay, this session's whole offensive part is to develop, you know, the white hat hacker, people who can follow the laws, right, rules and regulation and laws. So here, white hat hacker, they will be covering their track, even attacker, they do the same thing, right. So they will you know, uh, cover their track to maintain their connection in the system and to avoid any detection by incident response team. Okay, so there is going to be the uh, your, you know, uh, this is the one thing. Then because of the maximum ethical hacker or pen tester, you know, they actually do not focus on this very last stage of methodology means they cannot make themselves anonymous. So that's why we need to be focused on here. Right? So this is something that is going to be in there, which we are seeing on this part. So, you know, this is the covering your text means you don't want to get caught in simple plain language. You don't want to get caught or, you know, don't want to go, you know, solve the jail time. So that's why we need to cover our, you know, uh, tracks itself. So this is also called, you know, your anti forensic techniques as well anti-forensic technique so that you don't get caught over there. So you will try to make difficult for the your forensic investigator to identify how an attack was uh, happened, how, what was the step that was involved, right? So you might try to erase some evidence that attack, you know, during the attack that has happened and it might be, you know, you want to cover some malicious event that was happening on a system. And this is the most viable in situation where you are doing something like, you know, APT means persistent. You are where you are persistent means you are hidden in the system for a very long time, right? So you want, if I get access of a system, I want to control it for a whole year. So whatever I will be doing, I will keep clearing the tracks so that no one can detect that something wrong is happening with this machine. Okay. so. The goal of this phase to hide all small evidences that would reveal the nature of the pen testers deed. Since the phase prior to this one, the pen testers successfully avoid detection by firewall and intrusion detection system. Covering tracks compromise the two type of preventing strategies, real time detection prevention, which is called anti incident response and Post-factum inquiry prevention means digital evidence gathering prevention means anti-forensic. Two things you are doing. One, you are trying to, you know, do not, you, know, you are not trying to give incident response team any indication that something wrong with this machine. And second is later on as well, you don't want to get caught over there. So this is our goal with the, you're covering your tracks itself. So in a pen test, you are actually, if I'm talking in terms of the pen testing, you are not truly hiding your attack from the organization. Why? 
because already you have signed the you know uh, some contract with them and you are hired to report the vulnerability to the client not to keep them secret okay but still you can try to cover your track in the end of the test to show that to the client that they will be having serious difficulties handling the incident right so we can show them that okay if we are able to clear our tracks you know, there was no incident alert that you got. There is nothing that even through the forensic you can do. If you are authorized to do so, first thing is uh, authorized to do anti forensic task or attack on your system should be allowed. If it is allowed, then only we can do something like this. Okay, else it will be of no use. Okay, so this is the one thing. Now, you know, uh, even you know, uh, you don't want to delete all evidence of your attack only later to be unable to present that evidence to the organization because what why because you have to prove of compromise p of c you know proof of concept proof of compromise you have to show so you are not going to delete everything but yes some of the things you can show that you know i kind of emit this thing why because i was able to delete these logs so you should be and while you are doing the pen testing you should be careful that you are not making too much collateral damage right so you are not erasing any important data from the system that also you should be prepared for. Now, there are different different ways of going ahead and covering your tracks. So there is going to be like, you know, clearing the whole event log, clearing the specific event log. Okay, changing the changing and forging the event logs, erasing shell histories, shredding file or erasing data securely, changing the timestamp value so a lot of things are there so you know although we will not be able to do all things practically but some of the things we will be mimicking over there now when we are going to talk about this particular scenario of this whole thing is going to be like clearing the whole event log okay so we can do something like this so you know let's just start with this so first of all if you'll be seeing here as well when I'm going with you know, two things, one is whole event log and a specific event logs we are talking about over here. So this is here, you know, uh, this is first they are starting with the meta square table, but I don't want to jump over there because a very small demo over here. We are clearing the logs in the window. So here you can see, you know, event viewer, you know, that's why we logged in first. We need to log in. So once we logged in in our window XP, we can look for the event viewer. Okay. I press the wrong button. Seems like. Okay. Uh, ah, come on. Oh, oh, so finding the event is going to be tough. Oh, XP has been a long time. Search over here. So there should be the all programs. Okay, so people are guiding me over here. So we can have the event viewer over here itself. Okay, so this is the event viewer. We are over here. So here you can see application logs, security logs, system log that is going to be the part of it. Okay, 
So in here, when we are at this particular point, we can see the application log, security log and all. So two things, why I'm just covering them together. So just like this, you know, you can have different, different kind of the locks. So event viewer could be there. So we have two options. Either we can go ahead and first is clearing the whole event log. Second, clearing the specific event log. Two things are going to be present over there. So we will go there and you know, first of all, you can see it is also talking about the, this command in the meta pattern shell, which is called clear ref. So once you will be doing this, it will be clearing everything from there. So we can have this as well running like clear rev and it will be clearing all the logs that will be there. You can see logs then is going to be completely empty. Okay, over here. So this is something that even in the view, now you can see customize and yeah, nothing that much that can be happening. But yes, just it is something that you know you can see application locks. You know you will be having security locks. You will be having system locks. All these things are there. Okay, so we have something like this that what we can use at the very specific time as well. So what we can do, we can clear the individual locks as well. So for that, let me just minimize this one for a minute and. You know, oh, let me just take you back to the your Kali machine. So here I was at the meta pretter shell. So what I can do, I can use something like WEV. WEV. T. Okay, whether it is working with this one or not. Web T util CL. Okay, so it is not supported here. I think the, with the new one, it will be supported. Or we can use it from the CMD as well. Okay, so what we can do, we can go ahead and you know we can create the you know, create or clear the logs as well, you know, one by one. So I was just checking that whether it will be supported here. So there is a command like this one, web util, and what you have to do, you have to just go there and you know check whether it is supported or not. Let me just check whether clear log is supported or not. Yeah, clear rev is supported. Great. So we have this web util command which you can run and you can just give the application name that was which which log you want to clear. So you can run with that one as well that you know specifically clearing that particular log itself. Okay, now with this you know, more effective one is going to be the your clear rev. So once I will do this thing what it is doing it is clearing all the records from here. So you will see a heap of a record is going to be removed. So if I will refresh this page. Okay, and then I will go ahead and check the application empty security, you know, success at it. Someone clear the log, right? So this is log that is recorded here. So all these things are going to be removed from here. So this is something that is happening over here right now. We are getting the clearing the locks as well. So whole event as well. You can go ahead and remove as well. So if I will be talking about the other slide, which was talking about the meta table. So even I can do it from both places because it is same like right now here. If I will open a new shell. Okay, I'm opening a new shell as well. In there, if you want to see that there is the your CD slash var 
slash log if you have visited this directory anytime there will be a lot of the different different logs and you know uh, because I installed a lot of files so a lot of files also got installed and you know different log file firewalls and everything is there different logs you will be finding over there so similarly let's say you want to check syslog there will be uh, this is authentication log there is going to be the syslog so if you want to go you can go to the something like sys oh, okay there is no syslog over here so what we have here syslog okay you can go in there you can check nothing is there so then there is going to be the your auth log right auth log one boot log different different logs are in this place so you know there are different logs and everything that is going to be in there now if i will go back a bit and directly go to the file system or to the root okay so we will here so what you can do you can clear these logs as well so same thing like either do it from here or perform it from there like if you remember through the metasploit i am connected into the metasploitable 2 machine now this metasploitable 2 machine it is also linux based so either from here i can go to a specific you know let me just go ahead and check cd slash or let, let me directly read the file syslog file cat slash where slash log slash syslog and enter okay so here now if i was here and i was doing the ls you will see that there is going to be this syslog which i was unable to see here right so i can just simply do the sys log here and you can see here is also the logs so same thing if you want to run it from the normal linux machine so i can give you the example either from here and because this is also the machine so you can see whole logs over here which you want to do and check so which one you want to go and which one you want to clear it's up to you so there are different different ways so one i have mentioned in the slide and i will be showing you a bit different over here so if i will go back this was the one covering tag by clearing the tracks on the metasploitable so here if you will notice you know we go in here there was a syslog which we were seeing and then we are using command like using slash dev slash null over here right so this here the whole thing copy slash dev slash null to syslog okay then copy slash dev slash null syslog over here and what here we read the syslog then then it will be empty so using that method which for some people is going to be so slash dev slash null and it will be discarding anything that is written to it right so we can either use this kind of a thing that i don't want anything to be written onto that syslog file further on so i can use that thing and it is much better option as well because it will be doing what it will be not allowing anyone to write anything over there itself so this is the one thing that you can use or if i want to completely clear this thing out okay so what i can do i can go on to the your kali machine at this part in here now simply i can do something like a very simple command echo okay uh, where i was okay simply first of all let me cd this one out 
cd your root folder now here let me do something like echo and i will do what space and a blank and then i can write something like this greater than sign and in your var slash log slash syslog so i'm saying whatever is written over there remove it or you know replace it with the your particular mm, look like oh, oh, oh i should have copied this okay okay So this is something that I need to keep copied. Copy selection and Control Shift V. Control Shift V. And if you will see that when I am running this thing again and again, cat slash where slash log slash syslog. So what is happening? Nothing right empty so now it is not giving me any more of the logs why because we clear the whole log over there even what we can do you know you can pick and clear like each individual one so syslog is clear but remember we were seeing something like auth log so i can do something like slash slash where slash your log and then there was the auth log right auth dot log this was the one another folder or directory in there so similarly right now and remember this is the connection that we are having through the meta msf framework okay so just to remind you this is the meta spreader uh, meta uh, msf console one which is we are getting right now so through that i'm controlling okay i'm not in the normal one it is the through the meta spreader i am connected to the meta exploitable machine you can see here meta exploitable 2 I'm connected here and this is the authentication law so what i can do so you know you need to write a specific thing like which one you want to delete like sshd or you know cron one who logged in which one you want to clear so you need to create a query like that so i'll be actually creating the whole thing so what i will do sed you can pick up very specific which one you want to clear okay so you have to give it over here like i'm saying all that which is logged in via the backdoor so i can do something like b a c k d r for example i am giving this thing okay and then which is extended by d like here all these things which is through the backdoor i have gained the access just delete them so what i will do i will do something like this and from where slash var slash your log slash your authentication dot log from this folder you can run this thing mm. so this is just the example so this is not the exactly the one which we are using so it is saying b it can find but ackdr it cannot find so you have to change that particular one which one you want to use over here so you can change it to the something like oh uh, one more thing that up arrows down arrows will not be working here so i have to be bit you know typing like this one oh, one by one so it is like something like your 
ssh slash d like this and then again slash where slash log slash auth dot log right like this okay so undetermined s command okay so you uh, but i want to just give you the idea that which one you will be going ahead so either you can directly like sshd so instead of like you know writing anything like this you can just simply like sshd or cron job base one which one you want to like right so i was trying to create a command which will be creating a lot deleting the lot of these things but you know we can find uh, directly the sshd or which whichever one you want to delete you can pick those one up and you can delete one up so rather than it is why it is better if you compare the both if i'm saying individual one which you want to delete okay that is better as compared to you clear the whole log why is that okay it is better it will be not raising any suspicion right okay if everything is cleared it will be raising the some suspicion that how it is clear so for example you log in with the you know some back door it will be showing something like back door like i was trying to give some example ending with the d like rshsd you know you need to go here and clear those log very specifically pick them one change them one over here even you know you can go and clear the history as well okay so because this meta exploitable is not used by the ui or you know i don't use that one over here but in my shell i can show you that there is going to be the something like history as well right so with the history what we can do we can go ahead simply and you know the commands i think in the slides as well i would have mentioned them uh, there will be something like your this one okay you can go history command and you can just simply history hyphen c and you know then you can go and clear the history as well if you want to do that there are different options to these kind of a things as well so if you want to go ahead and you want to clear the history of shell so if i'm talking about the windows if i open the cmd so i think everyone will be familiar that cmd is having the kind of a temporary history cmd is also a shell right so i am doing anything like if uh, ip config right enter and then type history over here uh, Less history. What was the command? Uh, so, what was the command of this? So, history hyphens. Okay. So, this is you know usually two things is the uh, you know working over here. So, you can clear the history. Means if you will close this one, it will be automatically cleared, right? So, this is going to be your particular uh, you know uh, when i'm using this one this is going to be your usually the uh, you know cleared every time okay so you can close this one and next time if you will search it this is gone so what else is there for the powershell uh, you know when you are using powershell you will be using commandlet which will be with the clear history so everything is going to be different over here So for commandlet, you will be using the uh, clear iPhone history. Okay, that is the one thing. In this, in the PowerShell, 
Okay, CMD, you can use something like Alt plus F7 if you want to clear the history, Alt plus F7. Although, if you will simply close the tab as well of CMD, it will be removed, it will be clear already. Now, apart from that, if you want to do something in the CMD, these are the commands that you can use as well. So all these are the, are the options that is going to be in there. Now, you can use the command like, you know, uh, something like, let me just go back into the shell. Okay, now in this place, what we can do, we can just simply go ahead and play around with your different format of clearing the things. So here, either you can just go ahead and simply start typing. Or, you know, there are third party tool as well that people they try, you know, love to use as well. So the size of your history file, you can, you know, it is actually determined by the environment variable. So which is just like, you know, your HIST size as well. So we can check what is the HIST size variable. So if I have to check it over here, so I can do something like echo dollar and just size. Okay. Enter. And this is our thousand. So this is my history size. Now, if I want to change it or delete it, I have the option over here that I can simply do it like, you know, make it like the history goes to zero as well. Okay. Or we can, you know, multiple ways of doing it. Like I can go and I can do something like your echo command. Okay. With that again, empty with that this. And then we can say it is, it should be where the file will be in your tilt root folder. Okay, slash dot bash underscore history, right? If you'll be going like this, it will be clearing this one. Okay, and you can use like in the slides we were using the history and if you'll be going with the history command directly, spelling mistake was there actually history. So you can see whole of my history over here. Okay, now we can go ahead and do something like history hyphen C and it will be clearing this thing. And then again, if I will run your, come on. Oh, history is clear, that's why history and enter. It is only one command, history is coming up. Why? Because I just run it. So it clear all my commands over here. Okay, I'm running it locally. Okay, but same thing, like I was telling you, I am right now in the meta, you know, exploitable. But there will be nothing in the history. So, you know, if I want to do something like history. Okay, uh, history hyphen C. So I can do that here as well. If I want to run the command like this. Okay, although this history is already empty in the metasploitable. You know, I'm connected with that. So this is something over this place. So this is another method of, you know, what commands were run on your system, on your cells. You want to remove them. So here are these kind of the options over there, which you can use either the history AOC over there. And another thing is there that you can use. You can do something like. I can change that like export. My. Hist size equals to zero. Now our shell, if I will do something like this. Okay, and now I do the run the history command. So you can see, you know, earlier it was showing at least one, but now it is showing zero, right? So I have defined my history size. Earlier I was just checking what it should be. So it was around thousand bytes that was given to this. Okay, so a lot of commands. So a lot of things were being stored. 
So now I have done what I have made it like zero. Right, so it is going to store nothing. Right, so you can do that as well if you want to sometime shred as well. So if I think I have the shred command directly installed or not. Yeah, shred command is there. So if you want to delete your history file, you can use these shredders as well. Shred, siphon z, u, you know, then give the root. Oh, slash root. Slash. Root your slash dot, you know, it is hidden. You know, dot is mentioning it is a hidden file. Underscore history and you can shred that history file as well. Okay, so hyphen ZU switch, it will override the history with the zeros and then delete it, right? So if you have heard about the zero delete, you know, uh, shredding or you know, zero delete. So this is something that you will be doing right before deleting. You replace all things with the zero and then shred this file. So if you want to do, you can use this command as well to shred your whole directory itself. So these things are going to be in there. So this will make task, you know, recovery task very tough. Okay, so for you know forensic people, they will be unable to get hold of this whole file itself, right? So you can use command like this as well, setting the size to zero. So let me just remember this, and let me just quickly uh, change my size here as well. Okay, else it will be the same. Okay, so here, uh, oh, that's why export. Just size equals to I will make it this time 100. Okay, so that at least some history could I could save over here and just go and you know use the shortcuts while I was working with this thing. So these kind of a thing you can do as well. You can read, write, overwrite, lot of the things you can do over here. Right? So it's just up to you changing the history, clearing the history. So these kind of the forensic tracks are also being used by the attacker to protect themselves from the different places. So if I will talk just you know one, two things more theoretically, okay. So there are going to be these you know third party tools as well that can be used. Like uh, there is something which is called your uh, what is the name? 3D, no. If I am keep remembering the Shodan, uh, not the Shodan, the name of the tool, uh, one of the favorite one we're using for the very long time. Uh, the name of the tool is going to be. Okay, so if you will be reading that. Okay, just. Okay, so there was a tool. I will try to remember his name. Ah, uh, yeah, suddenly I remember. Shamoon. Okay, Shamoon is a malware which you can use to clear the log or clear any kind of a file. So attacker, they can use a tool like a Shamoon as well to clear, go ahead and clear whole event, whole file itself, right? Then, you know, you can do something like these kind of a thing. Even you can go ahead and change the, or forge the events as well. It's just up to you. Like if you are in the, you know, if you are in the uh, windows, you want to steal someone's token. So that meta pattern that you were having, that connection. Oh, hopefully I haven't closed this one. So if you, you know there are different users that is running. So this was the one. So there is something like steal underscore token. Yeah, like this command. So you can go with the steal token. Then, you know, if you are familiar, if you open task manager, there is a lot of processes running, right? Each process is run by the 
one specific user. So if you want to steal the token, right? So you can go, you can do something like this, steal token and give the process ID like there is 135. I don't know whether there is 135 or not. We can check this thing with the process PS command. You run this command, you will be seeing the process. So you need to enter these PIDs that is over there, right? So like 444. So you can do something like steal token 445, okay? And enter, right? So you steal the token with the username NT authority because who was the parents? Who was running this? Who was the user? So you steal a token with process ID this. Now the process, you know, the using this token you can run any of the command and now that user its user will be shown as this you are stealing someone else's token and now whatever i will be doing it will be shown that this user nt user system it is doing this thing not the other user any user's name so it will be showing that with this permission of nt authority system you are performing all your tasks so this is something you know forging or changing the you know kind of the your tokens and you know event log these things also preferable as well so you know if you want to do these things there is option so shedding option also i was showing you that you know doing these kind of things and one of the last thing that you can do is something like using the time changing technique which will be like you know going with the uh, there is again you can use the command in the metapreter which will be time stomp okay time stomp okay and then give the file name which file you want to change the you know, uh, like there is a rk.docs file. For this one, I want to change its timing and everything. So I will do something like uh, docs. So hyphen z and fake time. Like I was saying, this file was last accessed on the 7, 21, you know, whatever the format you are using, 2023, right? And then the date as well, like space, there should be space, and after space, there should be the your time like at 18 hour 18 minute 18 second and then this so it will be changing the timestamp of any file that you want to change so these kind of things also you can perform over here with the your uh, meta exploitable as well so again with this meta pressure that where we are having hopefully time stomp will be still there so you can use this thing to change it right so all these kind of a things are available that you can use or utilize to clear your tracks itself. Okay, so this is the very last thing for the day. So I know uh, today was a bit, I would say advanced kind of a steps that what we were doing. And hopefully everyone got the point or the idea behind this that why we are doing these things. Okay, so this is it guys. This is it for the day.